Thank you for listening to this message from Waynesboro Free Methodist Church. Our mission is to multiply faithful followers of Jesus Christ. We hope this message helps you along your journey. Good morning. It's been my uh, privilege to uh, meet with Scott uh, once a week and uh, watch uh, the Holy Spirit just minister to his heart. I'm grateful for a pastor that that is open and his only desire is that that the Holy Spirit would get a hold of him in such a way that uh, he can present the word so that the Holy Spirit can minister the word to the body and we can be a, a family that really takes seriously the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that we can be salt and light in this world. So I'm just amazed at how the Holy Spirit plans worship services. I want to tell you that because when I start preaching today, you're going to say, oh, Dwayne knew what I was going to preach about. He had, he had no idea what I was going to preach about. Luke had no idea what I was going to bring this morning. And it's, it's wonderful how the Holy Spirit just always brings it all together for the good of the body. Anyway, uh, about two weeks ago, we, we sang a song. Uh, Alleluia, Alleluia, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Alleluia, Alleluia, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Amen. And after the service, I went up to Luke and I said, why did you stop it? I don't know if any of the rest of you were here and you were sensing it, but the presence of the Holy Spirit was so thick, you could have cut it with a knife. It was so powerful that God was drawing us to himself because that is the proclamation of the gospel. Because... As Dwayne was saying, this is what we're going to be singing when we see the new Jerusalem, right? We're going to be singing. The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and was, because you have taken your great power and you have begun to reign. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small, and for for destroying those who destroy the earth. We're going to be singing... Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of the brethren and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. And they have triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. We're going to be singing praises to God. Which brings me to another band of God's people. 
in Psalm 137, if you'd like to turn with me in your Bibles. Here's another band of people that God called. He called as a, as a, as a colony on this earth that would display the magnificence of God's grace and truth and saving power. He called a, a group of people. And then something happened. The COVID crisis hit. The COVID crisis hit. The economy tanked a bit. The world was not a safe place anymore for them. And so they got hauled off to Babylon. Now, as I read the scripture, I understand that the scripture is not my story, it's God's story. But often I want to make it about me. I want to make it my story. But it's not. It's God's story. And so God starts with, with creating the heavens and the earth. Uh, I learned the catechism as a child. What is my only hope in life and in death? That I belong, body, soul, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. I learned that when I was just a little kid. And you know what? I still believe it. I still believe it. It's taken on some flesh for me in the days of Babylon. Because brothers and sisters, God created the heavens and the earth and then he created Adam and he gave Eve. And Adam and Eve were to have dominion over the earth. Not domination, not domination, dominion. The garden was to be a place where they experienced the fullness of a relationship with a God who loved them so much and would not let anything get in the way. But something got in the way. God put two trees in the garden, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And all the accuser had to do was come along and say, I think there's something more. I think God's holding out on you. What do you say? Here. Little bite. And so that was the fall. It was a fall away from the garden because God wanted to stay in that garden with them forever. Can you say, yes, that's true? That's true. The only reason they left the garden was because of sin. They became distorted in their hearts and their understanding, and so they thought that they could get popularity, uh, finances would be taken care of, everything would be good, and they could do it all on their own. And they didn't have to depend on God. And so it wasn't long before Cain came along. And you know what Cain did? He left the garden and he went to a city. He went to Nimrod. 
and he established the city after him, his own uh, seed, Enoch. And we will call the city Enoch. And Babylon was born. And what is Babylon? Babylon is a state where people try to get in the city for themselves what they can only get in the garden from God. And then you, you go through history, and if you want to see hell, start with Cain and Abel, start with the murder, and keep on going. That is hell. God never intended hell for his people. And so, God, all-knowing, omniscient, I learned those words also in the catechism, sent the Son to redeem the world. But Psalm 137 is a chronicle of what happened when the Israelites sang the song. The Hebrews are walking through and they sang the song. The song that Dwayne was talking about, the song that God put on our hearts. Alleluia, alleluia, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Alleluia, for you are Lord. Caesar's not Lord. My money's not Lord. The government's not Lord. Coronavirus isn't Lord. Jesus is Lord. God is the only Lord. So here are, here are the Hebrews. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept. <laughs> when we remembered Zion. <laughs> there on the poplars, we took our guitars and our harps and our lyres and we hung them on the poplar trees. For there, our captors came along. Ah, some of Pharaoh's soldiers came along. Or, or uh, I'm sorry, the Babylonian soldiers came along and they said, oh, <laughs> why aren't you singing now? What's the matter with you? For there our captors asked us for songs and our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing for us one of the songs of Zion. Alleluia, alleluia, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. What a beautiful name it is. And the Hebrew said, how can we sing the songs of the Lord while we are in a foreign land? And I propose to you that that is the question for us as believers today. Because we live in a foreign land. And the question is, how can we sing the songs of the Lord in a foreign land? And you know what? And I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm part of God's kids but COVID and the crisis has shut us up. 
It has shut us up. It has shut us down. And I'm not talking about masks, because you know what? I don't care if you take your mask and throw it away. I don't care if you wear 10 of them. They're a distraction. It's Babylon. That's Babylon. That's a distraction because Babylon is anything that distracts us from allowing God to be Lord of our lives. The mass doesn't do that. <laughs> doesn't have the power to do that. The fact that we're shut down and we can only have so many people in a sanctuary, that doesn't do that. That's a choice that we make. That's a decision that we make. What this crisis is revealing to us is how we understand our faith that can take us through a period that is strange and that is foreign land. Because, and they said, if I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried. Tear it down to its foundations. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction. Happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rock. The only thing that stopped the Israelites from being a light in the nation and from being a colony of heaven that displayed the Lord's splendor was their faith, their belief. That's the only thing that can stop us. And I will tell you why. In Ephesians 6, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's the struggle. Now here's the good news. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For Jesus has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son that he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. In the darkness, in the strange land, Jesus lit a torch. He lit a torch. We sang about it. Through his death and resurrection, it was a torch. It was a proclamation of who is Lord. Who is Lord? I submit to you 
that Jesus is Lord and our government is not. And Jesus can only be Lord in the government if the government bows their knee and acknowledges Jesus over Caesar. And I believe that that's why we are here. That's what we offer the world. We offer the world a proclamation, a song that Jesus Christ is Lord. We bow our knee before Jesus and we show people how to allow Jesus to be Lord of our lives in a COVID crisis, when we're going through difficulty, when someone takes their life. I don't care what it is. Jesus is Lord. And what keeps us from doing that is something that Jesus said was going to be part and parcel of following him. Luke read it this morning. I didn't tell him to read that. If you want to come and follow Jesus, what do you have to do? You have to deny yourself. You have to deny, you have to deny your need for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You have to deny yourself of all of those solutions that you come up with that make you the center of your world because you're not. That was the greatest discovery that I made in my Christian walk, that God is God and I'm not because I always wanted God to do things for me. But the reality is different. To be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ means I am totally, 100%, surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that look like for a Christian community? Because in Philippians chapter 3, Paul says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Moffat translates that as, we are a colony of heaven. We're a colony of heaven smacked right here in the middle of Waynesboro. Right here we are. We're a colony of heaven. And our total responsibility is, just like if you were an ambassador for Rome, or Philippi was a Roman colony. It was their responsibility to set up the culture and the mores and the ways of Rome in Philippi. Guess what? We are a colony of the new heaven and the new earth. We are a colony whose Lord is Jesus Christ. And it's our responsibility to set up a colony so that Waynesboro and Augusta County can look and see the culture, the calling, the God of heaven that wants to reveal himself so that he can draw everyone to himself.
if you pick up your Bible and you read it, this is not how it's going to go. It's not how it's going to go, all right? It's not going to be, oh, God, you created me. Thank you so much. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I have my AAA card. Well, Bruce, would you also like uh, fire insurance from hell? Yeah, I'll take that too. Put it in there. Now I've decided whether I'm going to heaven or hell. I'm going to heaven. I got news for you. That is not biblical Christianity. And I know I may be rocking some boats this morning. Let them rock, Lord. Let them rock. Because my boat was rocked about 15 years ago when I actually started reading the scripture. Because I know now that God created me. I was part of the fall. Jesus Christ redeemed me. And now I'm on a journey, baby. I'm on a journey. And what's the journey? I've already got heaven. I've already got heaven. And if you don't believe that, you're going to have trouble at the very heart of your Christian experience. Because what Jesus did on the cross and when he rose again, he did something for you that you can't do and all you can receive is the gift of his salvation. But he died to make you a member of the colony. And here's what we have in the church today. And I'm sorry, I pastored for 47 years, but I got a right to speak to the church. This is what I see happening in the church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going this way. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going this way. That's what I see happening in the church. Why? Why is that happening? Because we don't know the conclusion of the Bible story. Over here is Revelation, right? And God is going to come, but where is he going to come? He's coming to the earth. Why? Revelation 21. For I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Oh, that's close to this prayer. Uh, Lord, may it be so on earth as it is in heaven. And God is coming. And he is Lord. And this is his earth. And he's going to finish what he started in the Garden of Eden. And Satan, Satan now has no power other than the deception that we, the church, allow him to have. That's the only power that Satan has. Because Jesus stuffed him out. We sang songs about that today, right? Sin and death. Come on, sin and death. Come on, sin and death. Talk to my Lord. That's my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Give me the faith, Lord, to be able to walk that path, because there is going to be a new heaven, and there is going to be a new earth, and the heaven and the earth that got separated over here is now going to be reunited over here.
and the in-between, there is a world out there, brothers and sisters, and I'm telling you, I volunteer at the Loving Thrift Store three days a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, usually you can see me there. Do you know why I volunteer at the Loving Thrift Store? It ain't about money, and it's not about clothing and stuff. It's about from here to here, because I'm part of a colony who gets to proclaim that the Lord Almighty reigns. He reigns. He is Lord. Now, I'm not telling you to snub the election. I'm just telling you there ain't no election that's going to bring in the kingdom of God to this country or to any other country. It's not going to happen unless God brings every knee down. Now, when the new Supreme Court justice sits there in the Senate and gets nailed, 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 what am I going to be praying? Lord, remind her who she is. If you are her Lord, then this is her Babylon. Lord, give her a song to sing. Don't let her hang up her guitar. Don't let her hang up her instrument. Lord, may she sing that song. May God give you a song to sing in the midst of what you're going through. Because he will. Because what I'm going through is the opportunity, if you read 1 Peter and James, it's the opportunity for God, when I go through a difficult time, when I go through suffering, it's the opportunity for God to refine my faith. Because what I believe matters. What I believe causes me to feel what I feel and act the way that I act. If I'm stuck over here in the journey, or I'm, I'm here and I say, yep, I'm going to heaven, that's fine. Stop. What's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Brick wall. I'll tell you what's going to happen. The people who have left the church, who have left the body of Christ, and they're out there. We got to go get them, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, people of the colony. That's why I volunteer, because when people come into the store, they tell you their story. And I hear story after story. Oh, this is really a difficult time. I don't know if I can handle it. Are you a believer? Yes, I'm a believer. then this is the opportunity that you can count it all joy that this trial has come into your life because God is going to use this trial for, to refine your faith because really the question that the Israelites asked, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land is really this question. Do I have a faith that can travel? Do I have a faith that can travel into the pits, the height, no matter where it is? Do I have a faith in Jesus Christ that can travel? I personally appreciate the ministry of this church. I appreciate, as Dwayne said, the spirit and openness to the Holy Spirit. But I encourage you, brothers and sisters, 
I believe it's time for the body of Christ to take the next step. I believe it's time for the body of Christ to say, and I agree with Dwayne, I, I got rid of my Facebook a long time ago. Nothing that I see on television defines who I am or defines who God is. And man, if I'm sitting in front of that TV and I'm feeling like the, Isra the Israelites, I'll tell you why I'm feeling that way. Because of what I believe. I don't believe that God can do exceedingly far more than I could even ask or imagine. Because personally, I believe that we are entering a season in the world, I'm talking the world, where God is going to ask his church to stand up, to stand up and to be counted and to have a song that travels the distance. There's Gertrude nodding. She's got a song that traveled the distance when she was in a camp, right? Her faith traveled the distance. Her husband went and had church services to make sure that people remember Jesus is Lord. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what country you're in. What breaks my heart, I, I'm a part of a number of prayer, prayer teams for uh, the church. And I want to just get this one. Here it is. John Chow, Chinese pastor, three and a half years ago, he became a naturalized citizen in the United States. He married an American woman. He went back and for about five years, he served the poor and he preached the gospel. Three and a half years ago, he went back to China. He was giving aid. He was arrested, snatched right out. Nobody's seen him for the last three and a half years. A grandmother in Uganda, a Muslim, was watching her grandchildren so that they could go to school in a nearby community because the parents lived too far away. She kicked the three children out when they said, Jesus is Lord. She kicked the three children out and they were homeless for two months until a Christian family, Christian workers, took them in. Ethiopia. Picture that this morning. The armed guard coming in and saying, uh, pastor, give us all your money. You all give us your money. We're going to take over your building. The pastor said, no, you're not. Jesus is Lord. They killed him on the spot. Boom. Dead. These are the kind of people. These are the kind of people that I look to. Nigeria, the Islamic rebels, the number of Christians killed this year has more than doubled over last year 
And just two months ago, they burned down 33 homes of Christians in 24 hours. So what are you going to do if you go home and your house is burned down? How can you sing the Lord's song in a strange land? The day is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's here. When we have to make our minds up about what we really believe and who is Lord of our lives. It is the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light. The kingdom of light wins. I know the final score. The kingdom of light wins. Jesus wins. But in the process, are you willing to suffer? Are you willing to embrace loss and pain? Do you need popularity? Do you need somebody to take care of you? I really believe that the body of Christ needs to decide whether or not it is an outpost, an outpost in the community for the kingdom of God. We need to decide whether we are going to be a group of people who not just want to make disciples of Jesus Christ, but we want to walk with them so that they experience the joy of the new Jerusalem. And Christian life will not be like this. And I personally believe that God has a special hand on this congregation and that he is about ready to draw, to draw forth, to draw forth the remnant, to draw forth those who are really going to put their life where their faith is and are willing to stand up and be counted for the kingdom of God. I'll tell you one thing I'm not going to do in the next couple of months. I am not going to get in a dispute with somebody who has a different political persuasion than I do. I am not going to do that. I'm going to use the opportunity to say, who's Lord of your life? Who is Lord of your life? Tell me, if your candidate wins, what are you hoping for? Right? Because you see, that's Babylon. That is Babylon. Babylon is a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit to what you can only get in the garden. Because God is not going to raise up a city other than Jerusalem. He didn't raise up cities. He didn't raise up Babylon. That was all the work of people who defected and said, there's another way. I can do it. So I personally have come today to say, I'm ready. I am ready. I'm ready with pastor. I'm ready with the leadership of this church. I'm ready. I don't care if it's two people, three people that get together, but let's do it for the glory and the sake of the kingdom. And for gracious sake, I agree with Dwayne. Let's turn off the TVs.
and let's get in the word. Let's allow God to put us in his story rather than asking God to be in ours. Because God has a story, and if you read the scripture, you will find out exactly what that is. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. But God knows where this world is going, and it's going his way. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It may be Friday, brothers and sisters, but Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. The cross and the resurrection has already happened. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Brand new. You don't have to do anything but believe it. After Jesus healed and uh, fed the 5,000, they came to him and said, so what is the work of God that we must do? What is the work of God? And what would you say? Here's what Jesus said. And you can check it out. It's in John 6. The work of God is this, to believe the one whom the Father has sent. My work is to believe Jesus. It's to believe his word. It's to stand firm. And when I totter and I fall, it's to depend on him because he is Lord, I'm not. If God wants me to push this aside, if God wants me to give this up, I'm doing it because I'm walking to the heavenly city. And I want to see a colony of the kingdom, the whole kingdom. And the kingdom goes beyond this church. It goes beyond every church. The kingdom of God are those who have an allegiance to Jesus Christ and follow him. Let's pray. Do you have a lordship issue in your life? Do you have a lordship issue in your life? When you go through Babylon and you pause at the river, do you have a song to sing? Is there a song that transcends your experience Is it a song that is God's story? For the lamb was slain. The lamb has been slain. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all sin. We don't have to worry now whether God is going to accept us, whether he loves us, We can give ourselves totally to the purpose that he has. And God's eternal purpose is to draw his bride to himself. It is to dwell, to dwell in the dwelling place of people's hearts, in the city of believers, 
that become a colony where Jesus is Lord. And the scripture says that you don't need anybody to show you. You don't need anybody to show you that the Holy Spirit is very capable of showing you the way. So Holy Spirit, I pray that for those today that are struggling, for those whose musical instruments have been out of tune and whose voices have been silent, Lord, what do you have to say to them? What is the truth that you want them to know? Father, for those who may be here today or watching, who look at their salvation as a triple A card, and they have come to the fork in the road and chosen you and quit, just stopped, stopped growing because they thought they had something. When You wanted to have them. Holy Spirit, what do you want that person to know? And Lord, for those of us who have been Christians for a lot of years, who have been coming to the temple Sunday after Sunday, year after year, and now discover that when we walk out the door, we're in a foreign land. We don't feel comfortable in this land. We don't know what to do in this land. And we don't know what to do for you in this land. Lord, what do you have to say to us? Lord, we want a faith that is going to travel, travel through thick and thin, through difficulty, up mountains and down valleys. We want a faith that isn't going to be about us, but is going to be totally about you. We want a faith that is part of your eternal purpose, because what you desire is for us to be a colony, a colony, citizens of heaven who allow Jesus to be Lord in our lives so that we can go out into this world and not be of it, but go out into this world and invite people to proclaim you as Lord. Lord, there's never been a more appropriate time, a more important time than this for the body of Christ, for the, the kingdom of God, to be raised up because, Lord, we don't bring people into the kingdom. We don't build it, and we don't advance your kingdom. You do. What we do is proclaim Jesus as Lord and allow him to have our lives. May we say with Paul,
It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the power of the Son of God. We hope this message helps you multiply faithful followers of Jesus Christ. For more information about our church, please visit waynesboroughfm.com.